the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. I'm just about that action, boss. We are back here at the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, it's your host. The, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real. Villain real. Terrell from Virginia at your service. And we are back for another week of totals. So, you know, I got my guy, Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Doing pretty well. I know the total episode went pretty well for us last week. Let's keep it rolling. NFL season is approaching the halfway mark, still a couple weeks away. But so far, so good. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, if you play uh, Scott's team total and my uh, regular total, then you cashed. But other than that, you played both. You went two and two, but it was still it was still good. Like, I, th- was good. I think you might have you might have pushed on my regular lock because the Eagles Cowboys game technically went over the forty two and a half when I gave it out, but I believe it closed forty three. Oh yeah, so you might have forty three. Yeah. So you yeah. might have pushed there, but still. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, I mean. Just a little mid-season, just unders are still going crazy. Unders are hitting at 61% on the season still. Like, still, we're six weeks in. So, big, big still under push. And it's really crazy. I just I don't think that the trend has been this strong this far into the season, at least. I don't Not that I can remember. Yeah, I'm trying to think if it's been this strong in the past two. Uh, at first, I'd uh, say, first glance, I don't think so. I think this is one of the stronger trends we've had in a while. Yeah, but um, I mean, that's basically I'm at, at this point, I'm basically assuming everybody's an under until, you know, what matchup. And then I'm like, oh, OK, maybe this is one of the few overs. But yeah, right now, everybody's an under until proven innocent for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and get into this card because, you know, we can take a minute and get long winded handling this stuff. Let's kick it off with Thursday night. The New Orleans Saints are playing the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Total set at 45, opened up at 46. This is in that filthy, stinking dome of the Arizona Cardinals. So, Scott, what do you have here for this game? We talk about an injury report, and you might have Michael Thomas. You might have Chris Olave. It seems like we're going to have Jameis Winston because it sounds like Andy Dalton's not going to be able to go at all. So they might try to force Jameis back just to have a quarterback. Or, I mean... It could possibly be the Taysom Hill show again. And then on the Arizona side of the ball, you have DeAndre Hopkins coming back from that uh, suspension. But as he giveth, he taketh away. And Marquise Hollywood Brown foot injuries looks like he's out for the rest of the year. I I believe that they reevaluated. I think he's actually out like six weeks now. Six weeks. Okay. All right. So maybe he's going to come back later in the year. That's good. But unfortunately, not going to be here for this game. 
Robbie Anderson just got traded. Don't think we'll see too much of him. I don't know. We've actually seen people get traded and seen them in shorter time. So we might actually see some Robbie Anderson in this game. But I, I expect more Rondell Moore. If yeah, I to that's what guess. I'm thinking too. So what? where are you at for the total? 45, Thursday night, prime time. I mean, this isn't a division game, but under's still been cashing on, th- on prime time. What are we doing Thursday night? So – the Saints defensively were absolutely terrible against Cincinnati uh, on Sunday, which is why I had the Bengals team total over. I thought with Lattimore being out, this defense would struggle, and Cincinnati got it going, and I believe Cincinnati scored 30, Chase torched the team for 130 and two touchdowns. But still, mm-hmm. Lattimore in this game, I don't know how long Lattimore is going to be out for. There's a chance he plays in this game, right? Mm-hmm. We'll see. So if he's back, that's definitely a big boost. I got to go with the under. Because I can tell you right now, one of the worst defenses in the league is Seattle. And Arizona went into Seattle and scored a grand total of three offensive points last week. And Hollywood (laughs) Brown is out. So even though Hopkins is healthy, I wonder if there's going to be some rust involved. If they're going to limit the overall snaps that he has because he Mm -hmm. hasn't really been able to play. I don't know know what to expect from DeAndre. But the point is, he scored three points against a... A Seahawks defense, they had, a, they had a fumble touchdown, so they ended up with nine. But the yeah. point is they ended up scoring three offensive points against a Seahawks defense that gave up 42 points to the – or it was 45 points to the Lions, gave mm-hmm. up 27 to the Falcons, 27 to the 49ers, and also gave up a bunch of points uh, to one team whose name is escaping me. I forgot who else the Seahawks gave up a bunch of points to. But the point is, mm-hmm. this defense is absolutely terrible, and the Cardinals couldn't score a single uh, Saints off- team. offensive touchdown. This Saints team was the that team that you're talking about. Which team? The Saints. Seahawks gave up a bunch yeah, of points you're to right. the Saints. Yeah, yeah, that was the Taysom Hill game. The Saints scored 39. Yep. So mm-hmm. the point is, if you can't move the ball against Seattle, I'm not going to take an over in your games. And mm-hmm. defensively, Arizona's actually been okay. Mm-hmm. Winston's coming back potentially. Has he been good this season? Meh. He's still got the fractures. He's still got to play through. So I'm not sure how sharp he's going to look. Give me the under because I have no faith in Arizona's offense with Kingsbury. And the Saints' offense is okay, but Arizona's defense has randomly been decent too. I just think this is an under because of Arizona. Yeah. Um. Man. Uh, so I think I want to go with, I think I'm going to do it. I'm give me a prime time over. And the reason is I understand how frustrated we are with Cliff Kingsbury because he sucks. And this Cardinals team actually overall sucks, but DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. And I don't know if they can afford not to run DeAndre Hopkins the whole, especially with Hollywood Brown going down. Like well, he has to, should, he's, he's going to get fired. So he better yeah. make sure that Hopkins gets a lot of touches. Yeah. And Kyler Murray, it, it's a completely different Kyler Murray when DeAndre Hopkins is in the lineup. And so I know we sit here and we look at this uh, Cardinals team at two and four, but I think that's kind of a little bit of expected when we said, you know, they're going to be six games without DeAndre Hopkins. And we didn't know how good Hollywood Brown was to, still going to be during that stretch, but I just got to think that he plays so much better with DeAndre Hopkins. This offense is going to find a way to get going after a complete dud on Sunday, like a complete dud in a division game. 
you know, that's not, those are the spots you get up for. You don't normally, you know, play down at those spots. So now I feel like this is a good bounce back spot for this Cardinals offense where they say, all right, we're going to go move the ball and we're going to put some points up on a short week because we just, we remember what we did just a couple of days ago against a freaking Seahawks defense that, like you said, gave up all those points to a bunch of teams, including the team that we're playing today. So we know that this team can score points. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with, uh, I think I'm going to just kind of take a stab at an over and see how it goes. But I I think the Cardinals can move the ball a little bit better than they did in that Seattle game. And then the Saints just have found a way to be able to move the ball. They found a way to be able to move the ball and score points, whether it's been against a solid defense, whether it's been against uh, a tough defense or easy defense, they put some points up. So I expect to see a lot of points here. Give me an over. 45 in this game rare primetime over over here i'm just gonna stick with the under because of the primetime stuff and the fact that arizona's 0-3 at home they're yep. really not a good offensive team at home now i know hopkins might change that we'll see if Lattimore plays maybe the saints get some weapons back at the receiver position but either way based on prime times and what i've seen i'm still gonna lean to the under all right Move on. Next game in the slate. My New York Giants are going to play Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Opened at 42, currently sitting at 42 and a half. I'm more interested in the spread in this game, to be honest, because I think your team's being disrespected. That's a separate story. Yeah, no, the spread is definitely really, really wild. To the 5-1, second-best team in the league, ATS. Shout out to Atlanta Falcons, but whatever. We're we're a total show. We're going to talk about that. Wins in this game at 14 miles per hour. Are you taking it over with the Giants? I mean, it's not the high total. I'm just trying to – I maybe – okay, so I'm trying to figure out because I do kind of want to back an over, but I kind of want to – like, if I'm on an over, it's because I think Jacksonville is going to score points because I know for a fact the Giants are going to score points in the second half. But – Jacksonville just doesn't look that good. Like they just they they just don't look that good. And they gave up three hundred eighty nine passing yards to Matt Ryan. Shout out to me for calling that too. But um, that that's insane. That's really insane on the defensive end. And then, I mean, say what we can about Goldilocks. He plays better at home. I mean, as a lot of people do, but he plays better at home. And so while I'm pretty sure, I think this is the letdown spot for for us, honestly. Like a little bit more, maybe not a letdown in ter- in terms of losing the game because you know the Giants are just fucking awesome, second best team in the league. But it's like for that defense to play how they played against Baltimore, for Wink to have his revenge game. This just feels like a letdown spot for that defense to give up some points on the road playing Goldilocks, the first game of a back to back road set. So yeah, give me an over forty two and a half in this one. I think at first glance, I was going to lean to the under, but then I thought more about the total, and I think I'm going to lean to the over in this one. I just think it's a little bit too low. I think that even though the Giants' defense really put the clamps down against Lamar in the second half, and they forced a couple of turnovers late, which basically decided the game, Mm -hmm. I do think that Jacksonville, after getting torched by Matt Ryan, and after really just doing nothing defensively the entire game, not only did they give up 389 Gave up several touchdown passes, had zero sacks mm-hmm. against Matt Ryan. Zero. So I do think that the Giants could buy time for Daniel Jones. I'm still not sure if I actually like this Giants receiving core or not, but the offense has really just come together. Especially what I will say, half. 
is that they are like they are confident in Wandale Robinson that they're willing to to just get everybody that they don't like in that receiver. You look good, Wandale Robinson. You yes, good he did. Week. And so, oh, it's a crazy stat. He had such low snap percentage and kind of usage in that game. Well, not usage, but. He low opportunity in that game, but his usage was high. So when he was in the game, they were using to him. They were using him, and they were. And going he had a touchdown out of it. Yeah, and they they went out there, and you know now it's reported Kadarius Tony is on the trade block. You know how they feel about Kenny Galladay. Wonder Robinson sneaky that they feel like, hey, this is a really good player that we can have on this team, and he can be that guy for us for years to come. So, yeah, I think that, I mean, we don't have a two hundred yard receiver yet, but Daniel Jones is found ways to just be able to do what he's been able to do, even with, you know, questionable offensive line play at times, especially during dropbacks. So, yeah, give me give me an over in this one. I think that, you know, this could be like a 23-20 Giants type of game. Yeah, I was thinking only 27-17, but either way, the point is the Giants, uh, the game at 44 with Baltimore, 49 with Green Bay. So the Giants, I'd say – method of winning, which tends to involve an underwhelming first half performance, then buckling down defensively and waking up offensively in the second half. That's resulted in a couple of overs. I can't get over Jacksonville giving up 34 points to Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. That The Colts are awful offensively, and that game landed 61. I mm-hmm. think I'm just going to take an over. I know that the win could be a bit of a concern, but I do think that Daniel Jones could have some success through the air. I think that Lawrence could have some success through the air. So I'm actually going to go with the over. I think that you're going to end up seeing a close game. Even 23-20, as you said before, takes the over. So I'll just go with that. Yeah. All right. Before we get into our next thing, let's talk about win bet. And now it's perfect time for customers who bet $100 to get a $100 free bet. Plus, the win bet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And if you're looking to join the win bet biggest winners club, whoever hits the biggest parlay on win bet, Odds gets you a thousand dollar free bet, so you can be truly DJs only. I'm telling you, I'm coming for it this week. Like I'm already picking out my favorite plays, and I'm about to put together a crazy big parlay, put a dollar on it, and then go win that thousand dollar free debt as long as the money that I get with it. So much choose from. All you have to do is head over sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-T to claim your free bet today. All such a chain terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And you got to put $5 on it, not a dollar. You got to put $5 on it. I forgot that. All right, let's get into finishing this slate. Atlanta Falcons going to play the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Total sitting at 47.5. Opened up at 44.5. Going over and looking at a weather report for Cincinnati, about six miles wind, not bad. Uh, Mikael Walker out for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, what's Atlanta to the over? Is Atlanta like five and one to the over this season? I know they've done well to the over. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the total was against the 49ers last week. Did that go under? I think it went under because they just did not do anything for the entire fourth quarter. Yeah, it's uh, it was at 45 and a half and 28, 14 doing math in public. It's 42. 42. That game, that game absolutely died in the fourth quarter. It was flying over until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I think and- the Niners had like an eight minute scoreless drive where they turned it over in the red zone in the fourth quarter. And that basically just killed the total. Yeah. 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 And so 
<laughs> I mean, I, I this team actually has been pretty even. I think they're three and three to the uh, over and the under. It's Cincinnati. Cincinnati went on five straight unders until that over against mm -hmm. the Saints. So they're five and one to the under. I mean, money's coming in on the over because it's the Falcons, but this Falcons team actually looks like they've been pretty, you know, middle of the road. They haven't really favored one way or another, but we just know watching their games, they give up, like they give up a lot and the offense is one of the best offenses in the league right now. And they're able to put up points. I, hmm, I think I'm a zig when they zag. This feels like a, a, a pretty, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a game. People are all going to, eye on the over they're already doing it now 91 percent of bets on the over 98 percent of money give me an under here i'm gonna fade let me zig when they zag and let me fade that because one cincinnati's been really really good to the under and i can really see a situation where on the road non-conference road spot for atlanta falcons offense is kind of flat in this game if atlanta's offense isn't in the game i don't think that the over has a chance so yeah give me an under in this one what's it yeah I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the under. I think that even though Cincinnati's defense was solid leading up to last week, I'm a bit concerned that the Bengals' defense was that bad against the Saints in the first half, especially. Mm -hmm. New Orleans was missing three starting receivers and still scored 20 points in the first half. Mm -hmm. But then the Bengals absolutely just buckled down in the second half and gave up basically nothing. I think that will cause Cincinnati's defense to be a bit underrated for this matchup. And the one thing the Bengals typically do well, I know that wasn't the case in the first half last week, they're typically good against the run. And that's all Atlanta can do. Because mm -hmm. you look at Mariota, and even though he's efficient, he has like nine completions at halftime in every game. They just don't throw the ball. They want to run it. And I think the Bengals are good enough against the run to really force Atlanta into some difficult spots, potentially with third and longs. I'm going to go with the under, because I do think Atlanta's defense is a bit underrated I still don't like Cincinnati's def uh, Cincinnati's offensive line. I think that's a problem. Chase might go nuts in this game, which is definitely a concern, but I still think you're going to end up seeing the Falcons' offense struggle more than people think. Mm -hmm. I'm going with the under, especially at 47.5 at this point. Mm -hmm. I think this number is way too high. I could even see like a 30-17 Bengals win and the game still goes under. Mm -hmm. I don't think either team's going to get to 30. Give me some type of like 27 to... Yeah, 27-17 game. I'm going with the under. All right. Next on the slate, is it Thanksgiving? We have the Detroit Lions playing the Dallas Cowboys. 48 is the total. Opened up at 47 and a half. We're in that filthy, stinking dome of Jerry's world. Dalton Schultz, questionable. Dak Prescott, questionable. I think Prescott's going to play, if you want my Yeah, yeah, I think I, that's what it sounds like, and... I mean, the line indicates the two minus seven for the Cowboys. Dax back in the lineup are. I mean, this Detroit defense is terrible. This Cowboys defense is so good. Yes. And that's really like the juxtaposition of this game. You have one really good defense, one really bad defense. And that's probably why this total is set at seven. Is there any chance that Jared Goff? I mean, he's in a dome. So Jared Goff is in a dome. That's that that goes well for him. Is there any chance Jared Goff can get some offense moving against this Cowboys defense? I think that they can because of a couple of reasons. First of all, Swift might be back okay. because I know he was missing the last couple of weeks of the shoulder injury. The main reason they had to buy 
And I do think that Swift is now projected to play, or he should end up having a serious shot to play because he had a full another week off just to fully get healthy. Amon Ross St. Brown came back for the Patriots game, but he was, I'm assuming, below 100%. It didn't look like he did much in that game. Now he has an extra week to fully get healthier. And you have a full week of preparation for the Cowboys. And I do think that the Lions offense, after getting shut out by New England, will have a much better showing in a dome in this matchup. The Cowboys defense was not very good against Philly. Philly's Mm -hmm. also one of the better offenses in the league. So Mm -hmm. I think that you can make a case for Detroit having some success because the Cowboys defense really got torched on Sunday night. And we'll see how that goes. But I'm and gonna go with the Detroit's over. one of the best offenses in the league too. No, I know that was my that, yeah. was, that was kind of my point. The point I, I was the just make sure that we emphasize yeah. that part. The Cowboys' yeah. defense was so good all season long, but definitely looked vulnerable on Sunday night. So it's not like this is the '85 Bears. I think that there's a yeah. chance that the Lions could find some openings in the passing game or even the ground game if Swift and Williams mm-hmm. get going. I'm gonna go with the over though. I think Dak's going to play. I've mm-hmm. seen this Lions defense play several times this year. It's one of, if not the worst unit in the entire league. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the over. I understand that people want to take the under because they want to see how Dak looks in his first game back. Mm-hmm. And they want to see how the Lions offense looks against this elite defense. I think you're going to see points. I'm going to go with an over. I see a 28-24 type game. I think it ends up in the 50s. I'm going with the over. It just feels like they're... It, it just feels like this Cowboys defense, because every defense, no matter how good they are, at some point gives up a bunch of points. It feels like they're due. Like they're due to just have that crazy game in Cowboys Stadium. And, you know, Jerry's World kind of gets that when you look at basketball, that uh, New York Knicks, Madison Square Garden. You get the best where, game from everyone. Yeah, else. the best game from all the road teams. That's what makes it really hard for them to have a really good road record because you're getting the best effort. And this could be another situation where it's just like that, except this Cowboys offense with Dak can probably go toe-for-toe, and this could be a really, really high-scoring game. So, no, I'm I'm with you. I think that we're going to see points here. This probably could be a millimaker winner here in this game. So, all right, over 48 for that game. Have we disagreed yet? No, we have. We did just – just uh, we did a couple times. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Green Bay Packers and the – Washington Commanders football team, Redskins, whatever they are. 41 and a half is the total. 43 is where it opened at. Weather report is three miles, four mile per hour winds. Injury report is where it gets interesting because you have Christian Watson, who is out. You have Rashawn Gary's questionable. And on the Washington Commanders side, you have Carson Wentz, who is going to be out with a finger injury for roughly four to six weeks. I mean, I was I was close. Like I I was mm-hmm. mentioning it and I was saying it. And, and benched, injured, same thing. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So I mean, here I mean, I said this way before the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. but this is even better, like, because now we're getting Taylor Heineke. And I think Taylor Heineke is the better quarterback. They had way more success with Taylor Heineke than they did Carson Wentz. Now, I know it's a smaller sample size for Wentz, but Taylor Heineke did really good things for them, especially at home. So I was telling Sean and Ryan when I was on a pod with them that, hey, like, what's the flow chart for Taylor Heineke if we're talking about flow charts? Is Taylor Heineke at home? Yes. Is Taylor Heineke a home dog? Yes. All right, we like him in those spots. He, he tends to show up in those spots. 
Now, I know this is going to be a tough task with Green Bay, who's coming off back-to-back losses to both New York Jets squads, fist pound for that. But um, not New York Jets squads, but both New York squads, fist pound for that. And I think he can put up points with this offense. I always thought that the pieces around this Washington Commanders offense was good, but Carson Wentz just sucked. I like this offense with Taylor Heineke at the helm. I expect this Green Bay Packers team to come in here and try to bounce back and show some type of offensive showing. I know a lot of people are on the under 66% of money, 89, 89% of money, 66% of bets. But I, I, I think this is an over game with Heineke coming in. I think there's going to be points. So I was initially going to lean to the over. The one concern that I do have is the fact that Rodgers either got injured late in that Jets game or got benched because they used Jordan Love for the final like series or so. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure how injured Rodgers actually is. We know he took that very big hit in that Hail Mary attempt against the Giants in London, and it seemed like he was really not 100% at all in that Jets game. I am going to take the over, though. I'm assuming Rodgers is going to play, mm-hmm. but... I think Washington can move the ball against this team. I think that if you talk about the weapons that the that the commanders have, I almost messed up the name too. I think if you talk about the weapons the commanders have, they really have a decent receiving core. McLaurin mm-hmm. is good. They just don't give him the ball. I think that Dotson, I know he's been injured, but I think he's a pretty good player as well. Uh, I think that they got some weapons there. Logan Thomas, I know, didn't play last game either, but they played Thursday. So now they have 10 extra days to get some guys back. I think they'll probably end up getting another receiver or two. And I think they could move the ball. Now for Green Bay, the offense is not great because the receivers aren't very good. However, luckily for them, Washington's allowing 131.8 rushing yards per game, which ranks 25th in the league. So I think Green Bay can actually run the ball against this team like pretty well throughout. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the over. I think this number is a little bit low. I think Washington's defense is really not good. And I think that if you want to talk about people buying in on an under, how much of it do you think is warranted and how much is just an overreaction to whatever the hell that Thursday night game was against Chicago? I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. And I think people are just, I I think it's an overreaction to Carson Wentz being out as well. I think Heineke's a better player. Yeah, they just went through four straight unders with Carson Wentz at quarterback, and I just don't think people are remembering. And people may think I'm a homer because, yeah, Taylor Heineke, ODU guy, shout out to Norfolk. But he he moves the ball with this offense. They look pretty solid, and when they made the trade for Carson Wentz, I was confused because I was like, if I had to pick between Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke, I'm going to go with the guy that's been here, and, and I've seen us have – flashes with rather than a question mark in Carson Wentz. So also the fact that Washington gives up a ton of sacks and Heineke is significantly more mobile than Wentz. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm, I'm all, I'm going to look at the over. I don't, I don't feel great about it, but I think this total is a bit too low and it seems like a very good spot to kind of zag since the green Bay's offense has been broken for about a game and a half and Washington's offense, especially after the Thursday night game, nobody wants a piece of, I think it's a pretty good spot to buy in on a very low total of 41 and a half. I'm going to go with the over. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It's just, this is, I feel pretty confident about this over. This might be, a, this is approaching lock territory. Because I just, I think I'm, this is a low total. And it's because it's so low. I wouldn't like this. If this was closer to like 45, I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. like it. But it's 41 and a half. And I can see this easily multiple touchdowns for both squads 
rather early in this scene in this game. So yeah, no, give me give me over. All right. Before we keep going with this slate, gotta talk to you about no house advantage. They're changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform. They play a pick'em contest, went at a shot for winning two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Download the app, choose your contest, such player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard. Or you can test your skills against the house and win up to twenty times your entry. Bet on five player props in NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, NASCAR. And sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com and or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. That is nohouseadvantage.com. We'll also talk to you about Babbel, where, look, you can go and you can learn a language, an additional language, and get lessons, all that. It could be 10 minutes, 10 minutes. That's all you need. That's walking the dog. That's a commute on the train, anything like that. So, Tap into Babbel because they have 14 different languages you can learn, including Spanish, French, Italian, German. I've been using it. I've been enjoying it, trying to prepare myself for the ultimate vacation I'm going to take on after I hit this crazy win bet parlay for the biggest winner's club. I'm trying to prepare myself for vacation going down to the Dominican Republic. So I'm trying to get my Espanol right. And look, right now, you can get up to 55% your subscription when you go to babble.com slash SGP. That's babble.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble, the language for life. All right, let's keep going. Baltimore Ravens hosting the Cleveland Browns. 46 and a half is the total. Opened up at 45. So an uh, over in a division game here between Cleveland and Baltimore. 66% of money is on the on the over as long as 66% of the bets weather report in Baltimore about four miles per hour. And for an injury report, we have Denzel Ward who is out currently with a concussion. Davion Clowney who's out with ankle injury. And for Baltimore, we have Rashad Bateman currently out for his foot and Ben Cleveland, the guard out with a foot injury as well. And you have Justin Houston, who is out with a groin injury on that defense. All right. We have Browns, I'm going with the over. Ravens. <laughs> just just going to say it. I, I don't know if you want to go first, but I'm not taking an under with this Cleveland defense. I had a decent amount of money on New England on Sunday. I love New England. I, I couldn't believe that the, that the Browns were favored by three. And then I mm-hmm. watched the game. And I really couldn't believe that Cleveland was favored by three. They got torched, and it wasn't even close. They mm-hmm. gave up 300-plus passing yards to Zappi. They gave up 30-plus points. What did they give up, 38 in that game? 30 – how many points did they give up to New England? Again? 38. Yeah, that's what I thought. So they gave up 38. The offense didn't do much, but New England's defense we know is pretty good. I don't know how good Baltimore's defense actually is. It seems like this unit was awful to start the year because of the two a comeback in the fourth quarter – then randomly was okay, and now kind of went back to being bad, and people haven't really talked about it. I don't think that they're a great defensive unit. They're okay. But Mm -hmm. this Cleveland defense is potentially a bottom five unit in the league. It's definitely bottom three with no Clowney and no Ward because their secondary was already awful, and their defensive line is Garrett and nobody else. I'm on the over. I think Baltimore could score 30 and change in this game. They should Mm -hmm. score 30 and change in this game. Once again, Zappi scored 38 points with 300-plus passing yards, and Baltimore's off a series of really just painful 
fourth quarter losses. I know they beat Cincinnati in the middle of that, but they blew another game against the Giants. They have blown several games that were close. It's a division game. I think Baltimore smacks the crap out of them. I like the Balt. I like the Ravens team total over. I think they actually have a very good game offensively. Mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake randomly was really good against the Giants. He had a hundred plus yards and a touchdown. Which I think that was my fault. I think that was my fault. I'm not gonna lie. I actually gonna take blame for Kenyon Drake getting off about us. So uh, I was in a group chat, gambling group chat with my buddies in this off season, and it was around the time of the Hall of Fame game. And I and I just randomly started bagging on Kenyon Drake. I was like, Kenyon Drake, so like this, he's not gonna be on his team. I was like, he's gonna get cut. He's gonna be out the league. Like I don't like Kenyon Drake. I just didn't like Kenyon Drake. And I'm like, Kenyon Drake's fine. He's decent. He's decent. Blah, blah. I'm like, no, Kenyon Drake sucks. I don't care. He's gonna be out the league. And then he got cut. And I'm like, see, told you. And then he got picked up by Baltimore. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, and then he's never he has that play, you know. He's yeah. And then he play. has that crazy game. And I'm like, and they're literally sending me in the chat. And they're like, Drake, every time he does something, Drake, Drake, Drake. And they're trolling me. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I really did bring this upon myself. You know, I I did. I did. We still got to win. So, you know, it was worth it. It was 100 percent worth it. But uh, yeah, I 100 I percent brought that on myself with you. I'm trying to I'm trying to go contrarian. And I guess the contrarian play is that dot 61 percent for unders divisional unders even better than that. But yeah, nah, give me an over with these two teams. That that defense is really, really bad. And the Ravens defense makes other teams look better than what they normally are. Yeah. And so my favorite play is gonna be the Ravens team total over in this game at about 26 mm-hmm. and a half. But... And I think that's really the best play for B as well. I trust that Ravens offense to hundred percent score against the Browns defense that is literally one of the worst in the league. Before last week, they were fifth worst in the league in rushing yards. And then Ron J. Stevenson went crazy. So, I mean, this this team just can't defend the run. They can't defend even anything, for, but they really crazy, can't defend the run. Yeah, even for Stevenson, he had two touchdowns. I think he only had 79 yards. Yeah. Round, and, but and then he the really could have had three. Them. He could have had three touchdowns. Yeah. Through the air, they absolutely torched him. And I think Lamar, even though Bateman might still be out, Andrews is going to be a matchup problem for them. Duvernay's had a solid start to the year. I think they have weapons there. I'm not sure if. Cleveland is going to contribute a ton in this game. I'm still going to lean mm-hmm. to the over, but the Ravens in a division game after choking away that game, they should have won against the Giants. No offense. At home, I'm going with the Ravens to really just lay the wood on them. I think they score 30 plus awesome. in this game. No, no offense taken because, you know, we got that dub. Uh, Browns, third worst team in the league at rushing yards to opposing running backs. That is only two teams worse, Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears. And I think they're actually the worst. They've given up the most. Yeah, giving up the most touchdowns in the league. Tied most touchdowns in the league to the running back position. Eight. So, you know, look towards J.K. Dobbins. Maybe Kane Drake again, I guess. I don't really, I really don't understand what's going on. Can Gus Edwards just come back so Kane Drake can go back to sucking? All right. <laughs> Let's move on. We have the Indianapolis Colts. Can we? Wait, for, sorry. Let's finish this. Indianapolis Colts playing the Tennessee Titans. 42 and a half is total opened up at 42. The Indianapolis Colts are playing five division games in the first seven weeks of the season. Yeah. <laughs> they already they already played uh, the Jaguars twice. twice. And now they're about to play the Titans twice. It's really weird. And they already played the t- Like, insane. <laughs> that is nasty work. How do you get up for the rest of the season? You had all your important games in the beginning of the season. You basically know how your season is going to turn out. 
Well, it's in their defense, it's the worst division in football. So those are probably the only meaningful games in the first half of the season. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. 63% of the bets on the over currently looking at 86% of money on the under division unders. These two teams are bad. Tennessee's coming they off are. a bye. What are you doing? So in the matchup they just had, they played on October 2nd. The game landed 41 and Tennessee won the game. I'm going to go with the over in this one. And a big reason why is the fact that I think Tennessee against the pass is absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. And Matt Ryan in the first meeting had 355 passing yards, mm-hmm. and yet they only scored 17 points. But if you look at the actual game, there were 34 points in the first half and seven points in the second half, and the game went under. I'm on the over. The Colts actually won a division game. They beat the Jaguars. The main reason why, they let Matt Ryan throw the ball basically 60 times. Mm-hmm. And I think that Tennessee is so bad against the pass that the Colts are going to stick with the same game plan, especially with Taylor potentially being out again. I like the Colts' ability to move the ball through the air against this really awful secondary. And I know that Derrick Henry is going to do Derrick Henry things, and Tennessee could find some holes in this Colts defense. We saw Jacksonville just do that. I'm on the over. I think this number is too low based on how underwhelming these defenses are. Give me the over. Yeah, I mean, and Colts, another team that was perfect to the under until last week, but this actually makes sense because they lost their star running back. So they have to, they have to throw it more. Yeah, they had to good. throw it. Yeah, so I mean, do we trust Matt Ryan on the road outside? He already went the ball for three fifty-five against them. Like, I, I really don't like this Tennessee secondary. But it was that was at home inside. In I know oh, I get that, but they also gave up three hundred fifty-nine passing yards to Carson Wentz. That's not that's a problem. That's a serious problem. You give up that many passing yards to, to Carson Wentz. And a lot of it looks like everybody is on Tennessee as well. If, I just if think it's Colts a great spot. I think it's a great spot for the over because of how the previous meeting ended. Yeah. The game technically went under because it was a miracle under of all miracle unders. You're no, in a was. dome and you have seven points in this entire second half after yeah. 34 in the first half. I'm just going to go with the over in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like it, but I'm with you. I'll take the over. 42 and a half. I can't I can't think of too much stuff to go to under here. Gut says over. Mm. All right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte. 40 and a half is the total. Opened up at 41. Injury report for Charlotte this weekend. I didn't know that because I'm going out Charlotte this weekend. Maybe we'll see that. Uh, five mile per hour wins, and we have Lavisca Chenault who is out for Carolina. We know Baker is out. Uh, J.C. Horn out with the hip. Thomas Oliver out with the thigh, and then we have for Tampa Bay, uh, Julio Jones who was inactive. He's still on the team. Forgot about that guy. Yeah, he was inactive uh, last week. And it didn't. It doesn't say why. Oh, knee, knee. That's why he was inactive. And then we have uh, Mike Edwards and Giovanni Bernard, who are both questionable. All right. Yeah, this is just the divisional under. Give me under. I'm not going to talk about this too much. Do you want to make any other case involving the teams, or just yours going under? Because from what I've seen from these two offenses, they suck. Yeah, and I like. The and under- the defenses are yeah. solid. And the defenses are solid. I got this that. Is two- yeah. Two solid defenses and bad offenses. Like I just 
there's nothing and it's the divisional under it just feels like this is a spot where a divisional under comes in this is like a 17-3 kind of game yeah I like the under as well uh I got the Rams game totally right last week both with the side and the total Mm. I said the Rams are awful offensively but I think Carolina with PJ Walker is going to be so bad offensively it's not going to matter and it didn't they didn't score an offensive touchdown. They had one mm-hmm. touchdown, and it was in a pick six because shout out Matt Ryan. on the other end. I mean, Matt Stafford. Yeah, shout but either Stafford. way, point is, I'm still going to be on the under. Is Tampa Bay – How? I don't even understand how Pittsburgh is already awful against the pass. They're missing T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, and you do nothing for the entire game, and you score less than 20 points. I'm going Bert, with the Tom under. Brady's – Tom Brady is literally not here this season. Like, no, he's, he's not, not both mentally and the fact the offensive line is absolutely shot because a lot of starters got injured during training camp, et cetera. I don't like this Tampa offense. I definitely don't like this Carolina offense. I told you I thought Walker shouldn't be in the league, and mm-hmm. he looked like a quarterback that shouldn't have been in the league because they didn't let him throw ever against the Rams last week. I'm on the under because there's several ways to get there. There's a chance that Tampa scores 27, and Carolina literally scores three points. Yeah. So I'm going with the under. I think this game's going to be hideous. All right. Next game on the slate. We have your New York Jets traveling to Denver to play the Denver Broncos. Surging. Jet up. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> When's the last time the Jets had three wins in a row? Uh, long time. When's the last <laughs> time they were two games over 500? Long time. Yeah, no. Shout out to New York. 40 and a half is the total opened up at 43 and a half. I mean, okay. Well, let me get. In a I'm on the under, in here. but I'll let you. Yeah, I'm, I, that, I was. I was trying not to jump myself. Ten mile per hour winds in Denver. Uh, injuries. I'm looking at right now. Looks like Dwayne Brown is questionable. The tackle, and then we have uh, Albert O was inactive last night. So I mean, I don't. And there's know. also missing players at basically every position at this point. The yeah, team's dead. Uh, they're missing about half their offensive line which yeah. isn't good. Uh, yeah, I like the under. I mean, I I, I have nothing else to say. I, I'm on – I just don't trust – this Jets defense is actually, like, pretty solid. They pretty might have solid. the best cornerback tandem in the league right now. Yeah, and the, and the Broncos five. defense is good, too. Broncos Gardner's defense top is five. Really good I don't too. care what anybody says. He's a top no. five corner in the league. Yeah, Gardner's really, really good. And, I mean, you know, his, his name is Sauce. We knew this. Like, we Lost knew this in the sauce. Let's go. So, yeah, this is a low total, but 40 and a half. We have the trend of totals under 45. The lower this total gets, the more and more I like it. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I just don't see points being scored at all. We Wilson had three completions after the first quarter. Yeah. It's three really completions. Bad. 15 yards in the second half. 15 yards in the second half. I, I don't even uh, – yeah, it, it's really rough for us. It could be an overreaction. It could be an overreaction to Monday night, but I don't care. I still think that this goes over. I mean, under. I still think this goes under. I don't think it's an overreaction because the Broncos had 10 days off leading up to Monday night to prepare for the game, and they still couldn't do anything offensively. And the Chargers' defense gave up 28 to Cleveland. This isn't a good defensive team, the Chargers. And the Broncos no, really- did nothing the entire mm-hmm. second half. They're really bad against the run, and they didn't exploit that at all. No. At all. I, I At one point, I didn't even know that Melvin Gordon was in the game. They benched I, Melvin Gordon after the first quarter. Latavius Murray ended up running the ball. I, it was really just a train wreck. I'm on the under. Yeah, all right. 
Texans on the road to play the Las Vegas Raiders. 45 and a half is the total. 43 is where it opened up at. Inside that beautiful dome. It's a stinky dome, but it's a beautiful dome. I want to go to a game next time I'm in Vegas. Oh, absolutely. 100%. All right, we got Davis Mills on the road, and we have this Raiders team that I'm not sure anybody knows what to make of them. I like the over in this game. Really? I think awesome. it's a I think it's a good spot for the over because of the fact that you're looking at the scheduling spot and both teams are off a bye. I think they'll be able to get the offense going. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Texans offensively scored 13 points against Jacksonville last time out. A couple games before that, though, scored 24 against the Chargers, scored 20 against the Bears. This team can move the ball a bit. I think that this offense is not good by any means, but I'm not exactly sold on the Raiders' defense. I'm just looking at the fact that each of Vegas's last four games have had at least 46 points. I think that both teams are going to struggle defensively. I think you'll get a lot of big plays in this game because the Raiders defensively, would you say that they're a good unit? Because I still don't like their secondary that much. I like Hobbs, but okay. Fair I like enough, Hobbs and but... well, I like different pieces. Like I got Hobbs, I like uh Morig. So okay. I like different pieces of that secondary. But, but as a whole, as a, it's unit, not a great unit. as a unit, nah, I'm not really that defense just gives up too many plays, like just too many plays to the offense that and do, puts and do them you in like position. the Texans defense. I like Stingley, but that's basically it. Yeah, I, I, I like the scheme. I like the scheme of what they're doing and yeah. how they're able to get it done. But that the offense has just been really bad. And that's the only thing scaring me. Like everything here sounds great, but that Texans offense has been really, really bad. But however, what's talking me into this over is the fact that we're in a dome and we're in Vegas. And so you're going to get like. Is you're gonna get all the feels. You're gonna get all the feels of hey, we're in Vegas. We gotta go up here, go out here, do it big. You're probably gonna have some Texas fans in the arena as well. People that said, hey, we could do a Vegas trip and go catch the Texans game. So, uh, yeah, give me the Texans. I'll take also, it with you. They also can't stop the run. They're allowing 164.8 yeah. rushing yards per game, and we saw the Raiders run it down Kansas City's throat for the first two quarters. Yep. I think Jacobs has a huge game in this one. I think Jacobs could go for 130. I think he actually could just have a monster game. I'm just gonna go with the over. And the this Raiders defense gave up 23 points to the Broncos, which just sounds like a freaking anomaly. It's a ton. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm with you. Let's go with over here. All right, next game, Kansas City Chiefs going on the road to play the San Francisco 49ers in a rematch of Super Bowl. Ooh, my numbers are off. What number is that? I don't know, 50-something, whatever. Rematch of the Super Bowl where they played each other. 48 is the total. 47 and a half is where it opened at. Hmm. Why is this going over? Why, I feel why like I this? like too many overs on the card, but I'm actually. Yeah, like, and I feel like this is. No, overs. I'm picking under. I'm picking under. This is because even though, you know, Kansas City Chiefs, they have they've been able to lay a dud on the road. And I always tell people again. As president of Patrick Mahomes fan club, I can tell you how to beat Patrick Mahomes and his team. How do you beat them? You keep the ball out their fucking hands. And this is the opportunity for Kyle Shanahan at home to control the pace of the game, how he wants to control it and just dominate time of possession, put good drives together, keep Jimmy Garoppolo not making boneheaded mistakes like keep him safe and don't make him have to do too much. If you get down early in this game, Jimmy Garoppolo, as you saw last week, he's not going to throw you out of it. 
He's not going to throw you out of it. There is a reason that they they paid draft capital to go get another quarterback. However you may feel about Trey Lance, there is a reason that they said we need another quarterback. It's because Jimmy Garoppolo is not that guy. And so if you want a chance to win this game, you want a chance to get a win against Kansas City at home, you got to run the ball and dominate time of possession and play really good defense. I think that they are going to try to do that majority of this game. And Kansas City has been known to go out there and lay out duds. So, yeah, give me the the under in this game. I see the money coming in on the over, but I'm I'm still on the under. I think that the way to beat this team is by dominating time of possession and forcing this game to go under. And in their two losses this season, guess what? The game's gone under. So give me the Kansas City – the Kansas, not Kansas City Chiefs, but the under in this Kansas City Chiefs and 49ers game. I think this game is very, very tricky because at first glance, I was leaning to the over, but the Niners are so much better at home than on the road, and it's really yes. not even close. Yes. Now, the Niners' defense is absolutely torn to shreds with injuries. I'm assuming Bose is not going to play. Mosley's out for the year. That's really rough. And they might be missing Ward as well for this game. Mm-hmm. The defense isn't good. With all the injuries, but the Falcons ended up scoring, what did the Falcons score, 24? 28. They scored 28. One was a defensive touchdown. So the defense mm-hmm. wasn't great, but it was okay. I think Kansas City has a great chance to win this game handily, but the spread is only three. If the Niners want to keep this game close, it has to go under. I don't think mm-hmm. there's any way they keep it close if it goes over. And the main takeaway that I had in that Chiefs game against Buffalo on Sunday Buffalo is not a good running team. And mm-hmm. for the first half, Singletary ran it down their damn throats. And Josh Jacobs ran it down their damn throats two weeks ago. So I've seen the Chiefs really struggle against the run. And that's the one thing the Niners consistently do well. And I know that after Wilson had a complete no-show against the Falcons, they were down 14 nothing before he could blink. And they had to abandon the run. I think Wilson gets back on track. I think the offense goes back to running the ball. And they drain up a bunch of clock. I am going to go with the under as well. I thought about it, but I think the Niners are going to purposefully play a lower scoring game in order to try to keep this game close. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Seattle Seahawks traveling to play the Los Angeles Chargers. 51 is the total, opened up at 53 and a half for the uh, injury that we can. I'm really not going to talk about Chargers because they just played. You don't really know what's going on with them. But uh, – and I'm really not in really too too big on that Seattle Seahawks side of the ball either that I'm looking at. So, I mean, I don't know. Do we question – at this point, do we even question? Like, I know Seattle held the Cardinals to nine total points, and they only scored 19 that feels like that was the letdown spot for Seattle overs. I feel like we get back on the Seattle over wave this game. I like the over in this one. I agree with you, especially since the line has dropped about two and a half points. Yeah. I'm going to hundred percent zag if it involves fading Seattle's defense. Yeah. I think that even though the chargers defense was good against Denver, that's solely because Russell Wilson actually could not throw a damn football for the entire final three and a half quarters. They still, he still went 10 for 10 in the first quarter for a hundred something yards and a touchdown. The Chargers' Mm -hmm. defense is awful. I've seen this team play. They're really not a good defensive unit. And Seattle's defense is also really, really bad. Give Mm -hmm. me the over. I think you're going to see a track meet breakout. It just feels like that this is the spot for Seattle's offense to get going because Russ just literally played this team and couldn't do anything. And these players are watching this stuff. Like, Russ, they just played this team. 
Yeah. And so now it's like, all right, he just played this Chargers team. Let's go and let's whoop up on this Chargers team at home that they just played. Like, and let's show them that, hey, we can look how bad they're playing and look how we're playing. Like, we're a better team than them. I mean, Seattle, Seattle had a game in the 90s against Detroit. They had a game in the 70s against the Saints. The Chargers had a game that landed 58 against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I got to go with the over. It's in a dome, too. Yeah. No weather concerns at all. I got to like the over. Yeah. All right. I love it. Sunday night. Pittsburgh Steelers playing the Miami Dolphins. This game might have sounded a little bit better in the beginning of the year, but all right. Sunday night football. Pittsburgh Steelers, Miami Dolphins. 44 and a half is the total. Two up at 43. Two was back. And so I'm guessing that's first of all, I, again, if somebody has a, like if you have a video or you have a situation, tell me. I've never seen somebody that left out on a stretcher come back to play this season. This could be like mind breaking, like world record breaking thing for Tua to be coming back in the season after getting stretchered out. So I'm on the under. It's a, a primetime game. Primetime game. Overthink this. Well, I don't know why people are on the over here between these two teams. I, I just I mean, I understand that. Miami has had injuries in that secondary over the course of this entire season thus far. I know the injuries. Huh? Howard came back for the Vikings game. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like, and then you you have the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers who had all those injuries last week. But these defenses have still been solid, like, still been pretty decent. Steelers definitely better than the Dolphins. But, no, I don't – I can't – I don't see this being a track meet at all. This is going to be an ugly primetime game, and people are going to be on social media complaining again. Why are these primetime games so bad? Yeah, give me another primetime under. Yeah, I agree. Chicago Bears, Monday night, playing the New England Patriots. 39 and a half is the total opened up at 39. I mean, need we say any more? It feels like the same rinse and repeat with the last game we just talked about. I see a flat 40. I'm going to go with the under on that. I think that New England defensively, He's going to absolutely just destroy this Bears offense because this mm-hmm. Bears offense sucks. If you only score seven points against Washington, just fire everyone. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what you're doing. You only score yeah. seven points, especially when you put up like 400 plus yards and you only score seven points. The yeah. red zone execution was embarrassing. I think Chicago's defense might actually have a decent spot here because they played on Thursday and they have extra time to prep for this game. Mm-hmm. I just like the under. I know Zappi went for 300-plus passing yards against the Browns. The Bears want to run the ball. They want to drain clock. And even if the Patriots go nuts, let's say New England scores 28 points, are we sure the Bears even reach 10 in this game? Because I'm not sure that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm on the under. Both teams aren't exactly quick-strike units. They want to drain clock. I'm on and- the under. And the Bears, again, worst team against the run in rushing yards allowed, 737 yards for this season already. New England's going to run the ball for like 180 yards. I think they'll drain a lot of clock. Yeah, me too, under. All right, before we get into our lock and team total for this episode, got to talk about Football TV because you can catch all of college and pro football on Football TV, and you can have over 100 – live channels, all of that stuff, fraction price and cable. Right now, you try FUBU TV free, seven days, get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBUTV.com slash SGP. That's FUBUTV.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by OzTrader, best place to compare Oz from all major sports books. You can get different sign-up codes, promotion codes, play statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, 
bet tracker, all of that stuff. Go to oddshare.com slash bluewire. Oddshare, number one site for your game day bets. All right, let's do this for my lock. It is a couple of things that I liked on the card. But I think I'm a I don't I don't know why this total went up. I'm gonna just go ahead and take the under now. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers under 48. I don't I don't think this is I gonna see 48 be one of the, and a half if you want. 48 and a half. Yeah, I'll take that. It, it this doesn't seem like it's gonna be that big oh offensive explosion for the Chiefs. Like at the end of the day, no matter what personnel they go out there, this San Francisco 49ers team has always been pretty decent. And, and the Chiefs I, also have a lot of long drives. They don't have yeah. many like 70-yard touchdown passes. Because it's, you're not throwing the ball up for Tyreek Hill, and they're yeah. really not running those type of routes anymore. Like They're more possession-type receivers now. So, yeah, absolutely. That's why the Bills game went under. It's because each drive, anytime they wanted to score, took like 10 plays. Yeah. So, all right, give me the under. Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers. For my team total. Oh. I already, I already know what I'm doing. I know we agreed on it. I'm just not sure if you're going to remember to take it or not. I might not remember. You know, I when you say it, I'm probably going to be like, ooh, that's a great bet. I'm going to put the bet in. Uh, I, can, I can just say what I'm going to take if you want. No, no, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I got to figure this out. That's All right. Let's see. Okay. Let me um go with... Man, no, because uh, I wanted to go Washington, but Green Bay really need like Green Bay really really needs a good showing. Uh fuck it. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want that one. You going with a random like primetime under team total or something? Yeah, that's what I was almost about to do. But it was under and just watch them be terrible. Yeah, let's just go with nah. Let's go with my first instinct. I don't know what Washington's team total is. I got to pull it up. But let's go with Washington. Same total over. I I, I think Taylor Heineke is going to move this ball better, and I think that you're getting a little bit of a value with how low this total is and the spread and them being almost a touchdown dog. It's somewhere around 16 and a half, 17 and a half. So shopping yeah. around, I'll give you a flat 17. All right, yeah, I'll take 17. I think that they can put up 17 points against this Green Bay defense. They've been succumbed to – getting scored on by the opposing offense. I think Taylor Heineke is going to be able to be more mobile and not just sit there and take sacks and end drives. They're not going to put him in situations where he's going to be dangerous with the football, but they're just going to try to play very, very conservative ball that Packers team very bad against the run. Brian Robinson, expect him to have a pretty good game. I might be playing him in DFS this week. So yeah, give me the Washington commanders to get over 17 points. That's going to be my team total. What say you? Okay, so for me, I'm going to go back to my favorite team and their matchup against the Broncos. Give me the under. Uh, It's really a no-brainer for me. I saw Wilson look good for a quarter because of the injection, and that was in a dome, and then everything fell off a cliff. Reminder, the Chargers' defense is not good, so that was definitely an awful showing there. Three completions once again after the first quarter, and the game went to overtime. Not ideal. The Jets' defense is really, really good. Reed is a phenomenal corner. Sauce Gardner is literally Revis Jr. It's re- it's insane how good he is. And he's the favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. Or defensive Rookie of the Year, I mean. Uh, you're looking at the Jets' offense, though. And even though they've won the last couple of weeks, 
Zach Wilson really hasn't done much. I still don't think Wilson's a very good quarterback when I watch him play. The ground game's been good. They have Hall, who's been incredible. Carter's been good as well. But Denver is still a pretty good defense as a whole, if not an elite defense as a whole. I think the Jets offensively are going to struggle on the road in this game because I don't trust Wilson to actually air it out against the secondary. And I know Denver's offense is useless. So give me the under 40 and a half. I think the Jets clamp down. I see a really ugly, like, 17-10 type game. Give me the under. All right. What's your team total? So my team total, the one that I was going to remind you of because we agreed on it, it's going to be the Ravens team total over 26 and a half oh, against yeah. the Browns. I'm going to take that. I don't know if you want to pivot from your commanders or if no, you I'm keeping commanders, but it. I like that. But I have to like the over there, especially at 26 and a half. Since, you know, Tucker's I know he missed last week from 50 and change, but he's automatic. He's not going to miss an extra point. You're going to you're not going to have to sweat any any of that out. But Cleveland's defense is so bad. Mm-hmm. I cannot overstate how awful this unit is. Gave up 38 to Zappy in New England. 300 plus passing yards and Stevenson also had two rushing touchdowns and 80 yards. I've seen this defense play several times. I love fading this defense. It's a game Baltimore needs after that choke job against the Giants. I think they lay it on them. Give me Baltimore to score 28 plus points, 27 plus points. I don't really care. I think they might score 35. Give me Baltimore team total over uh, 26 and a half against Cleveland. All right, I like it. I like it, especially getting that twenty-six and a half and that nugget you're talking about with just twenty-seven. You're gonna feel good. Key number there, twenty-seven, yeah. twenty-eight for key total. Yeah, that's. I like it. I like it. All right, anything else for people before we get up out of here? Not really. Uh, hoping for higher scoring primetime games, but based on the schedule we talked about, we're not gonna get those. Maybe Thursday, maybe. So we'll see what happens. I don't even know if Thursday night counts as a primetime game anymore. Any, anymore when the game's not on regular TV. So that's a whole separate can of worms. But either way, a lot of unders, a lot of really hideous football. Hopefully you've made some money. I know we have. Yeah, absolutely. All right. If you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. He's at Rice Show Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore. We'll be back next week to do this all over again. And until then, I still have no idea how I'm going to end the podcast. So we're just going to end it like this. Be out of here. <laughs>